0: Today is October 13th, 2023, and the world is talking about the inevitability of war in Israel, key events in the past two years that have led to this conflict. You're listening to part three of Is This the End of the World? As the conflict in Israel concludes its seventh day, the war has entered a new phase, Israel's retaliation. Reasonable people worldwide understand that the IDF, Israeli Defense Force, is left with no choice but to strike back in response to the atrocities committed by Hamas against unsuspecting civilians, including children and the elderly. As time goes on, the world will learn more about the war crimes committed by these brutal savages. As suspected, public support for Israel is quickly fading, even though, unlike Hamas, the IDF is not targeting innocent civilians. The residents of the West Bank are fleeing in droves because they know what's coming next, unlike the innocent and unsuspected women and children kidnapped or killed in their own homes. In addition to bombing strikes in Judea and Samaria, Strategic operations are underway in countries surrounding Israel. Disabling runways in Aleppo and Damascus will help prevent the transfer of fighters and weapons from Israelis' armies, the surrounding nations of Iran, Iraq, and eastern Syria according to Amir Safati on Telegram. News of Israel's retaliation has once again stirred up hatred for the Jewish nation. The likes of Black Lives Matter and TIFA, the coddled snowflakes of Harvard University, and even some members of Congress are defending the indefensible acts of Hamas and other anti-Semitic terror organizations. But this shouldn't shock you, as Proverbs 8.36 says, all who hate me, meaning the Lord, love death. So what happens next? As I stated previously, all roads lead to Iran and consequently down the path to nuclear war. It's no secret that the predominantly Muslim nation of Iran has threatened to wipe Israel off the map. Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei described Israel in 2000 as a cancerous tumor that must be uprooted from the region. And this is according to the United States Institute of Peace. Hamas, in and of itself, does not pose an existential threat to Israel. As we've seen in recent days, Israel is taking care of eradicating this group of terrorists. On the other hand, Hezbollah is much more sophisticated in its weaponry and has been building up its arsenal. They started with 33,000 rockets and missiles in 2006 and have amassed an estimated 150,000 missiles, all pointed directly at Israel from Lebanon its neighbor in the north. Hezbollah's involvement could lead to next-level engagement by Iran that funds these criminal organizations. And we'll talk about Iran more in a minute. So why is this happening now? As mentioned in an earlier post, there have been an escalation in the past few years leading to where Israel finds itself today on the brink of annihilation following are five reasons why, in my estimation, war is happening now. Number 5. Arab leaders want to normalize relations with Israel Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salom, or MBS, was set to formalize a historic deal to normalize relations with Israel. However, after the Hamas attack, the Saudi government faced pressure from the Arab world to back the Palestinians not Israel. Saudi Arabia issued a statement blaming Israel's policies for the attack, causing Israelis to take the agreement off the table. Other Arab countries have recently signaled that they wish to establish relations with Israel also. Just last month, the Libyan foreign minister Najala Mongolish was forced to flee her country after riots broke out in Tripoli the capital of Libya. What was her great crime that she now stands accused of grand treason? This crime was talking to Eli Cohen, the foreign minister of Israel. Even hinting at normalizing relations with Israel is illegal in Libya and elsewhere. So the bottom line is that Iran and other Muslim strongholds are so opposed to Israel that they would rather go to war than allow Israel to become friendly with other Arab countries. Coincidentally, the Libyan foreign minister fled to Turkey to escape her country. Turkey and Libya are two of the nations that join an alliance with Iran and Russia, according to Ezekiel 38. I encourage you to keep an eye on the country of Turkey in the coming months. Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan has been rumored as wanting to pull Turkey out of NATO and join an alliance with Russia and China. Hmm, that'll be interesting. Number four global elites are relentlessly pushing for a two-state solution in Israel. On February 20th of this year, 2023, the United Nations Security Council formally denounced Israel for the first time in 18 years. What was Israel's great crime? Building housing developments in Judea-Samaria, a region that Israel rightfully took command of during the Six-Day War in 1967. Two months prior to this, Benjamin Netanyahu, who had just recently returned to power in Israel, stated that the Jewish people have an exclusive and inalienable right to all parts of the land of Israel, including the illegally annexed Syrian Golan Heights and and Judea and Samaria, which is often referred to, especially in the media, as the West Bank. This bold and unprecedented move by the UN came after the Council voted on the last day of December in 2022 to have the International Court of Justice another organization of global elites, examined Israel's illegal occupation. We'll discuss this more in a future post. The UN is the same body that refused to denounce Iran for its horrific human rights abuses after 100 plus days of citizen protests after a 22-year-old woman, Masha Amini, took off her hijab, which is her headscarf, and was beaten to death by Iran's morality police. Tragically, the United States allowed the UN to denounce its ally Israel, uh, on paper only apparently, for the first time in six years. What in the world is going on? We'll talk about this more in my next post. So number three. Iran's nuclear program has recently reached breakout capacity. Until earlier this year, Iran's nuclear program was the biggest open secret in the international community. Not only is Iran no longer denying it, but the Islamic Republic is now claiming that they have quote-unquote the rights to enrich uranium to 90% for the purposes of generating electricity. And this is done in defiance of UN sanctions. As one reporter said, Iran is enriching uranium at levels only countries making bombs are reaching. So if Iran is now truly a legitimate nuclear threat, this will change the dynamics in the Middle East and around the world. Do you want to know what the top two conditions are that led to war in Israel in 2023? Do you want to know why a two-state solution in Israel will never work? Check out my next post, part four of Is This the End of the World? Coming soon.